Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today we have an incredible episode. Why? Because I fucking said so. Do you have to ask why every goddamn time? Why don't you just take my word for it? It's going to be awesome. Sorry, that's just me pretending to be a dad. Frustrated. I hope I never sound like that, or I rarely sound like that. But I also get it, right? Kids could be a handful. Mine, I'm missing already. Well, maybe a little bit. They just left yesterday. They are at Disney World. I am not. That is, yeah, I would not want to be there. That just doesn't sound like a fun place. I'm not a huge fan of Disneyland, anywhere with a lot of lines and people and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also an old party pooper. So that's why kids went with grandma and their aunt and their cousin. So they should have a good time. I'm getting a ton of shit done while they're gone. Very productive morning. Already recording this so I can train tonight. But yeah, a lot of cool shit happening. At the end of the episode, at the end of the episode, my daughter will be reading chapter three from Try Not to Die at Ghostland. And right before that, I will read a death scene. She already recorded hers. Like I said, she's gone. But we do have chapter three all lined up for you. So we will get to that. Before I forget, Twisted Reunion. If you have not picked that up. That is probably my strongest collection of short stories. There are 28 in here horror stories that is free on amazon be sure to let your friends know check it out and uh, yeah get that shit for free 28 stories you gotta like at least one of them right hopefully and if you don't then you get your money back before i forget thanks again to everyone that has left a review for try not to die at ghostland purchases a copy it is doing very well number one in interactive adventures now that is a very small category but that's still a cool little accomplishment. We still haven't run a special. That should be coming up, I think, in September. We'll probably do an, a 99 cent deal. Man, I just did all kind. I spent the other day doing all of my free books and stuff for you guys. That's why Twisted Reunion is even free right now, because I took the time to do this, schedule all these things. It's kind of cool because it also gave me the opportunity to take a look at October when I'll be at the Frankfurt uh, Book Fair. And I can figure out which books I'm going to have free. So I'm going to have at least one German book free, one German book discounted. I think it'll be at least two English books for free, plus another discounted one. That's the nice thing about having so many books. I think I have 16 or 17, including ebooks, maybe 18 or so. The next up, Brightside. Well, probably don't have a lot of people that read in German listening to this podcast, but Brightside in German will be free the 26th. And. S-H-A-T-E, or C-T-E, which is the German version of T-B-I or C-T-E. That is also free right now. I'll let you know what's free next week. So, But don't go holding off buying my shit just because you're waiting for it to be free, you sons of bitches. No, that's totally fine. I am good with that. I want as many people as possible to read my stuff. If you read it for free and tell your friends, and they read it for free, and they tell their friends, and then someone finally buys a copy, then cool. I want to share my writing with as many people as possible. Making money at it has always been a small goal. Now it's a bigger goal, I guess, because I know I could do a lot of cool stuff with that money. And I am trying to make money for co-authors as well, right? Because I am the publisher. So with the Try Not to Die series, 
the series not making money, then my co-authors aren't making money. I feel like I didn't do my job. I have to throw myself in the trash and no one wants that, right? So buy my books. Buy the Try Not to Die series, if nothing else, right? But I will be sure to let you know when books are free. I love being able to do that. And I think there are only a couple that are on sale. I think the collections will be on sale. The Dark and Disturbing collection and the Try Not to Die books one through three. Those are usually discounted instead of being free because there's three books in there. But other than that, most of them will rotate through a free cycle. So very cool. This week I need to mail off books for Ghostland. Not only the people that I already owed books to, but Goodreads for the Goodreads contest. I think there were over 4,200 people that entered 10 winners. I'll send off their books. I also need to send off some of the Death Fest copies. I don't have a lot yet. This kind of sucks. I'm only able to order five at a time. So bear with me if you haven't gotten your copies yet. I definitely need to hook up uh, Luke, who wrote the lyrics to lots of the Death Fest songs. He's writing all 11 songs in the very best of Death Fest album. So I promised him his copies. I want to get his dad a copy, other people like that. Um, but I also have these. These have been sitting around for a while. These were the advanced copies when I decided to print it through Amazon. I ordered, by mistake, I ordered five proofs. I thought they were the real copy. So instead of just throwing them out, I asked if people wanted a copy, a free copy, if they lived in the U.S. on my Dark and Disturbing Beerfield Fiction Group, which is way too long to say more than once. And I had a lot of people that wanted one. One person was Lisa who wrote the review. I talked about her last week. She didn't watch the goddamn podcast. So I was going to say, you know what? You don't even get it. I'm going to take back all that praise. You don't deserve it for not following every one of my goddamn steps. But that wouldn't be very nice. And then she wouldn't like me anymore. So I'm not going to do that. So I promised her a special copy. I think I'll give her the one that doesn't have the label on the front of it. But it also doesn't have the cool thing at the bottom that says... A compelling, if sometimes lurid, picture of a faith gone wrong. Kirkus Reviews. All right, with these signed copies, since they're not for resale, and I'm just giving them away, I thought I might decorate them a little bit. Maybe I'll put a drawing or two in there. Maybe a cross, maybe an altered cross, maybe a cross that also serves as a dildo. Because there might be one or two of those in here. But you have to read that shit or listen to it. You could also listen to the audiobook. Rick Cheddar did an amazing job. The audiobook will be on sale September 1st through the 30th. Yeah, I'm putting each of the audiobooks on sale for an entire month. So usually I think they're $10.99 or $12.99. And I will have each of them probably be $2.99. Somber, Somber Shroll and Marshalls are both shorter. I think those are only $0.99. Cents. But the rest of them will probably be about $2.99. Again, I will let you guys know when those sales happen. It's always in my newsletter. We'll try to mention on social media as well. All right. So I got to figure out out of the 15 other people, I need to pick five winners other than Lisa. So we already got Lisa and then we have five other copies. I will pick them right now. I was going to do it earlier. I was going to try to do let Derek the Demon do it. I was like, you know what? That's just going to take up too much time. I already wrote down the names. Let's just pick them. All right. Here we go. Totally random. Just going to get five. One, two, three, four, five. I almost dropped that one. I was going to be so pissed. All right. The rest of you guys go in the trash. I will burn you later. All right. We have our winners. First one, Brandy. 
Yay, Brandy. Kimmy. Yay, Kimmy. Emily Genghis. All right. The one male. Man, I think he's the only guy that actually applied. Everyone else? Blanche. All right. So we got Blanche, Brandy, Kimmy, Genghis, and Emily. Those are the winners. I'll make sure I have your addresses and send them off. The intention is to put them out in the mail tomorrow, so that means maybe next Wednesday I get to the post office and actually do it. I'll try to do it sooner. That is my intention. Just also let you know how uh, how shit really works in real life. Okay, but that'll give me something cool to do this weekend in addition to, I don't know what's happening. Uh, originally, I was going to go to Denver with my wife. We were going to go for Donna Gonzalez, the co-author of Trinus Diet in Brightside, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, 10th Planet Black Belt. So she was going to have a jiu-jitsu seminar, but for whatever reason, that didn't happen. It had to be postponed. So we don't have plans. Probably just going to hang out, be local. I believe my buddy Anthony is going to be stopping by tomorrow, which would be awesome because we could work on his book. It's awesome hanging out and into the week, all that good stuff. Plus, I want to tell him about all the cool-ass new developments in Trinet today. There's a lot of cool stuff to get excited about. So I am very motivated. So there were a couple of developments with the Trinet Die board game, trying to figure out if it's better suited for a board game or an app. And I'm going to start designing a Try Not to Die rash guard. So a jiu-jitsu rash guard. I was saying it'd be cool to have a horror-themed one with Try Not to Die on it, all the kinds of injuries. I don't think it's going to be very graphic because I don't want it to be something that people don't want to wear. But I think it could be pretty cool. So I'm going to start designing that. But the big thing that we were doing this week was resurrecting the idea of the Try Not to Die mobile escape room. We had talked about that before. We had planned it before. We had looked at trucks. We had figured out what we were going to do. And then the pandemic hit and we just threw that idea away. My wife and daughter are big fans of the escape rooms. Anytime we're on vacation, we always hit up escape rooms. We love doing that stuff. So I thought it'd be super cool to do our own. My wife would love to do it. She's probably more motivated than I am right now, which is awesome. I mean, I'm always down to do something like this. So it's cool that she's even more down right now. Also signed a new author for Death Best Confessions. That is the third author that will be writing a short story set in the universe. He just read the book. He is going to take on Flamethrower. I will talk about him probably next week when we also talk about his Try Not to Die, the app or whatever we're going to make together and uh, all that cool stuff. So that's pretty exciting because I've spent so much time thinking about the escape room and a couple other things. I haven't had as much time to write, but I have been working on trying to buy back grandma's house, figure it out a little bit more, still on schedule as far as I'm concerned. Might even be able to have it out in time, or at least the advanced copies in time for the fair. Speaking of the book, Mesa, here it is. Here's my, this is my layout. I'm try, I've been trying to figure out exactly how I want it. Now that I have a rough idea of how I want my booth to look, like the back wall is going to be half German. One side will be the German books. Other side will be English books. And then on both of the sides, I'll have the try not to dies along with all the QR codes. So people get the free German books, the free English books, all that kind of good stuff. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm super excited about it. Also getting a TV and going to have a cool clips running a nice little loop. Oh yeah. But there's my try not to die rash guard with nothing on it yet because I haven't had the time to really design it or think about it. And then one of our Try not to die escape rooms. So 
yeah, definitely been having a lot of fun with that. The cool thing about the Trench Die Escape Rooms, they'll also double as a mobile horror bookstore, a place where you can get not only all the Try Not to Dies, my other books, all my co-authors' other books, our t-shirts, board games, all kinds of cool stuff like that, plus other horror books as well that we would recommend. I think that alone going around the country would be pretty awesome. So yesterday was interesting. I read the report on my MRI for my knee. I had to get it at 1020 last Thursday night. Cool experience. Really nice workers there. But, and I knew, I was like, okay, it's probably torn. Just don't know the level of it. And yeah, that was the result. What else did he say? It said some other stuff. But reading that it was torn and the other damage around it and how swollen it was and all that upset me a tiny bit. But my wife just reminded me, she's like, look, we already knew that going in. It doesn't change how we were going to approach things. And if you really enjoy jujitsu, then why not just, you know, continue to go as you are. So I said, you know what? You're right. Let's sign up for ADCC Open in two weeks. Why not? She looked up. There are three guys in my division so far. That is 35 and up in age. That's master's division. And I would be intermediate under 100 kilograms. I'm not sure what, but I'll be at the heaviest. I'll be like right at 100 or 90. I'll probably be around 218. Play it safe. The nice thing is because I've been training at night and I have this idea in my head of competing, I am losing the weight. I'm not eating as much. I don't want to eat at nighttime. So feeling pretty good, but I make that decision. I announced it yesterday because I, I think I made the decision the night before. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and train. It's going to be awesome. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go and it'll be it'll be cool. doesn't matter. My knee's going to be fine with my knee brace on. And I go last night and it's awesome. I get to roll with Miko, who's awesome role. Going to be able to learn a lot from him. And then I got to roll with Coach Art for the first time, which was awesome. But I completely just did not want to be there. I wanted to quit. I hated that feeling. I've been there before, right? I've been there in fights, just wanted completely just to give up. And I've been there in jiu-jitsu tournaments. I think there was one match I had that was like 18 minutes. And the last couple of minutes was me trying to justify tapping out because I just did not want to be there. But that was the feeling I had last night. Just I was just so uncomfortable. His pressure was so good. I couldn't do shit. But that break in my will, pretty much, because I could feel when I just gave up. And I hate that. At first, I was a little disappointed in myself. I was like, okay, that's good. I'm glad it happened there in practice because now I get to go back tonight and go get uncomfortable again. Like, okay, going to get my ass kicked, but I'm going to learn some cool shit. I'm going to get better at surviving. And how incredible is that to be able to learn from someone, not only excellent instructor, but that can kick your ass easily. So very excited to be training under him. Also have Coach Wes. I haven't been able to train with him, but I know that's the same case. And Coach Mike is awesome. So who knows how I will do in this competition. Haven't been training that long. I feel like my submissions suck. I feel like my cardio kind of sucks. And I don't have the right leg. But the nice thing about all that is I have excuses. So if I do lose, then it's not going to be that devastating to the ego. But that's another thing I need to get rid of anyhow, right? But none of that should matter. Just just going to go have fun and roll. It's no different than sparring, right? So that's how I will take it. But my wife and I will go tonight to train together. Uh, we've been doing a lot of leg stuff, a lot of Ashi stuff. And I'll probably partner with her because it's a little bit scary going with heavier guys. I just don't trust my knee. Anywhere where I'm standing and there's a possibility of someone reaping my knee, scared the shit out of me. But that is not something you need to worry about. Oh, before I forget, 
something pretty cool happening on Facebook. I know very rarely does, but there is a Facebook group read for Try Not to Die at Ghostland. Check that out. You can find it through me or Duncan Ralston. Yes, Try Not to Die at Ghostland group book read. Now, I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping it was going to be like elementary school where everyone just has to follow me or Duncan reading each of the words and there being really awkward pauses when I'm not sure how to say it and maybe they have to help me sound it out because it's really tough and there are a lot of syllables. That's what I was hoping for. But no, it's more like, hey, we're reading this chapter this week. Let's talk about it. I guess that's still pretty cool. So if you want to get in on that, check that shit out. Oh, we also have an incredible giveaway going on right now. Duncan and I do. What is it? You ask. Something I forgot about. See how much shit we got going on? Oh, but look, there's the ADCC signups. That's in Scottsdale, Arizona, which sucks. I don't really want to drive six hours to get there, but whatever. Make the most of it. Talking time and listening to a lot of German heavy metal. Yep, that's how I fill my time. All right, I don't know where it is, and I forgot what we've been talking about, so I guess that shit didn't matter. All right, if you are interested in the giveaway, it will be in my newsletter. It was in there last week. If you did not see the newsletter, then what the hell is wrong with you? Sign up for it, please. And don't forget, Twisted Reunion, free. Tell your friends. Stick around. My daughter will be reading the next chapter after this. But here's the last paragraph from chapter two. Church grabs me by the shoulders and forces me to look at him. You have to trust me, Lucky. If I didn't untie your kids the other day, you'd be hillbilly hamburger. What makes you think I wouldn't keep you safe now? Let's split before that thing comes back. Or worse, follow me, Church says, heading for the door we came through. The opposite way Eli and Gabby went, in the direction of all the screams. So, my daughter told you, you had to choose. What did you choose? Did you follow Church? Or did you find the others? I hope you wanted to find the others. Like, what kind of friend are you? You're going to follow this guy and try to escape instead of saving your friends? Really? All right. So here, you're going to find the others. Church claims to be good, but he wants to lead me toward the screams and away from my friends. I let go of the doorknob and spin away from church, sprinting at the far end of the hallway. I fly past the doors, and I'm rounding the corner when church shouts, Lucky, stop! Two more steps and I obey him because holy shit, there's a massive black cloud of horror zooming right for me. I turn back for church and run, try to ignore what feels like fire burning through my right forearm where the thing just grabbed me. Go, Lucky, church says, waving me on like my coach in the final 10 meters of the race. The doors cracked open at the end of the hallway and I'm halfway there. Blood splattering my face as I pump my arms. All the skin sucked off my right forearm. The raw flesh completely exposed. Church shouts, but it stops so quick I know he's gone. I bang open the door, but I'm running too fast and slam into the waist-high railing. My momentum taking me up and over the balcony and down, down, down. Smash! It's hard to breathe. The air knocked out of me. The pain eating at my arm. Screams of people being murdered all around me. I turn over and force myself to my knees, look up to see patrons being dragged along the ground, blood spraying out of puncture marks, giant chunks of flesh ripped free. I can't see what's doing this to them. My glasses are shattered on the ground in a pool of blood. My right arm's useless, but I use my left to crawl over the bodies. 
The front door is only 10 feet away, but people are crowding it in their rush to get out. No chance of a quick escape for me, dragging myself along on the floor. A sharp growl comes from the empty space between the closest body and my legs, and something clamps onto my calf, tearing through flesh and pulverizing the bone, whipping my leg back and forth as the growl intensifies. A semicircle of puncture marks widens and becomes one as the meat tears off the bone. My mind's on fire, the pain too intense, my throat raw from screaming. The last bits of my calf are chomped to bits in front of my face and then disappear in midair, gone in an invisible gulp. I close my eyes and pray for help. The ghost dog latches onto my throat and I breathe the final prayer for death and mercy. The correct choice was follow church. I told you. Yeah. Follow the ghost. All right, guys. So, should have followed the ghost. Should have followed church. My daughter will explain why that saved your ass. All right. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Have an incredible week, and I will talk to you later. Peace. Following church seems to be the best option at this point, even though I desperately want to find Eli and Gabby. And even dealing with Jordan's bored of everything attitude would be better than following around some dead reject from the set of happy days. But he did save my life more than once already. Plus, he's a ghost himself. That must give him some sort of advantage over the rest of us, aside from being able to stick his head through doors. The second we step out onto the landing overlooking the foyer, I regret my decision. It's mass panic down there. People screaming, running in every direction, pushing and tripping over each other to get to the door, while the old woman ghost, Ellen Cavendish, whips around and around their heads. Get out of my house, the dead woman wails. Get out of my house. Get out, get out, get out, get out. One of the dogs latches onto a woman's calf in blood. Actual blood, not special effects splashes on the hardwood floor. She drops to her knees screaming, and the dog shakes its head, tearing flesh and meat from her calf. A man tries to help her and slips in the blood, falls hard flat on his back. He looks unconscious. I knew this was the wrong way to go, but Church seems determined, and I only just now notice he's floating an inch or so above the ground as he descends the stairs. Church has absolutely nothing to lose. He's already dead. Me, every choice I make could get me killed. I have to be more cautious. This isn't a game anymore, if it ever was. It's hard to believe just a few minutes ago I was wondering whether these things were real or holograms. What kind of maniac thought this was a good idea for a theme park? And why did we all believe this would be fun? I just wanted to be scared a little, like the Stone Valley Halloween haunt and the horror movies Eli always wants to watch even though I cover my eyes during the worst parts. They promised us this would be safe. I didn't think there was any possibility it could be dangerous. Neither did any of the people freaking out downstairs, judging by the looks on their faces. Church looks back at me from further down the stairs. You coming or what? I'm gonna die, aren't I? His smile is sad but encouraging. Not if I can help it. You're lucky, remember? I'll keep you that way as long as I can, but you gotta trust me. I nod and join him on the stairs. We go down together, me walking cautiously behind him, watching the ghost dogs tear the woman on the floor to pieces. Ellen Cavendish has returned to the dining hall while the crowd rushed out the front door. Now she's hovering back and forth in the kitchen, slamming cupboard doors.
Church tiptoes down the last few steps. I creep along behind him, praying with every movement that the stairs won't creak. If only I could hover above them like Church can. Down below, the two dogs make a meal of the corpse on the floor, lapping up blood and tearing off hunks of raw flesh. I'm only able to prevent myself from gagging by thinking of what they'll do to me if they spot us. My sweet babies, Mrs. Cavendish says softly, floating back into the foyer and hovering near them as they feed. Church directs me towards the back of the house. The floor creaks under my right foot and I freeze, my heart hammering so hard I might pass out. But with the combination of the dog's voracious chomping and the screams out in the main building, Mrs. Cavendish doesn't seem to hear. And the dogs seem too busy eating to smell me, if they're still able to smell as ghosts. We hurry the rest of the way to the back door through a large kitchen and mudroom. The back door hinges groan, but a burst of fireworks and a series of screams drown it out. The door lets us out in a narrow space about 10 feet wide, facing the back wall of the visitor center. I let out a relieved sigh as church closes the door behind us. I'm happy to escape Legion House, but we haven't left the trouble behind. A small group of terrified people runs past us, kids and adults. Church shoves me behind a porch column. What's your... I start to ask, but stop myself as the monkey-faced doll we saw in the glass case earlier, the one doing the little dance, chases after the crowd with the floppy limb movements of an excited Kermit the Frog. That was close, I sigh. This place is Antsville luck, Church says, following the doll with his eyes. Someone let the rats out of their cages. I don't know if it was the Ruskies or what, but they are steamed. If I wasn't seeing it for myself, I probably wouldn't have understood a word of his gibberish. What can we do? Church squints in the direction the people being hunted by the haunted doll have come from. Why, I figure, we've got two choices. We could get you hidden somewhere and wait for this all to blow over, or beat it as fast as we can to the front gates and hope to heck they're still open. I guess it's lucky I'm a D1 runner, huh? Just don't untie my laces this time. Church grins. You ready? I get into a sprinting stance. Wait, which way do we go? Church checks and says, both ways are pretty hairy. Think you can outrun a Model T? What's a Model T? Some kind of Terminator? It's a car. To be fair, I don't got much room to pick up speed. Fine, whatever. Let's just go. Church grins. On your mark, he says. Get set. I run like the wind around the side of Legion House, away from the psycho ugly doll. For a moment, it's just me and the wind rushing in my ears. I'm weightless. I'm unafraid. Then I whip around the corner and see all the terrified people running and hiding and ducking for cover as angry ghosts hunt them down from above and from within the crowd. Legless pirates in tattered clothes, stalking zombies, several of the ghosts from the seance display we passed. And I have to remind myself that my survival is no different than any of these people's. I need to run, but I can't leave all these people behind to die. A young mother hugs her daughter, about my age, cowering behind one of the glass display cases. They're hiding from a seven-foot-tall clown, his polka dot costume charred to his skin, his red nose melted down his burned face. He's stalking towards them, raising a mallet above his head, about to strike. This way, Lucky, Church says, catching up with me. We have to help them, I whisper. He hits me with a dead serious look. Have you flipped your wig? If you stick around, they'll take you off the payroll, get it? Dead meat. You can't save them all, Lucky, but you can save yourself. 
Eli and Gabby and Jordan too, but only if you haul ass right now. So I run, leaving the little girl and her mother behind to get bludgeoned to death by the Cirque du Soleil reject. I don't feel good about it, but as the wind whips through my hair that's come loose from a ponytail and I twist my way around exhibits and displays, dodging survivors running haphazardly in the other direction, I try to convince myself there's nothing I could do. The sound of peeling tires pulls me from these thoughts. I round a corner and there they are, the back doors of the visitor center, sunlight streaming in. Freedom. And directly in front of them, the Model T that Church warned me about idols, its engine rumbling. That explains why people are running away from the doors instead of towards them. The driver chomps on a gross cigar, his flat cap pulled almost down to his lifeless eyes. The car is full of bullet holes, the same ones I assume killed the driver. We saw him in his car on the way to Legion House, up on a pedestal, cackling and chewing his cigar and shooting an old-timey machine gun into the crowd. Everyone ducked and screamed and giggled nervously, but no one got hurt. It wasn't live ammunition. Something tells me that won't be the case now. Either way, I don't want to stick around and find out. You can do it, Lucky. Church encourages me. Trust me. I wonder briefly if he's trying to get me killed. But if I time it just right, I could probably do it. Then again, running towards a ghost with a machine gun could be suicide. It's not like I can dodge bullets. I have no idea if ghost bullets would even do anything to me, but I don't want to stick around and find out. On the other hand, if I turn around and run, he's got a good 15 feet of range to shoot me in the back or run me down before I can make it to cover. Time for a decision. You can turn back and follow the others, or you can try and run around the car.